Welcome to Wisdom of Wanderlust, a podcast for travelers by travelers. I'm Michael Bennett, co-founder of ExplorerX. As a seasoned traveler, coach, and educator, I've dedicated my life to supporting people just like you and becoming the hero of their own story. And I'm Robin Goldblatt, a lifelong globe trotter, avid outdoors woman, and health nut, driven by my relentless curiosity and compassion for our world. Join us as we explore and discuss how to travel better and how to live a better, more fulfilling, and more mindful life. Hey everyone, welcome to Wisdom and Wanderlust. I'm Michael Bennett. And I'm Robin Goldblatt. And on behalf of the entire ExplorerX team around the world, we are so excited to be bringing you the very first episode of the Wisdom and Wanderlust podcast. Some of you may know us from the webinar series that we launched back in June, which has now morphed into this podcast. And we wanted to create this episode to give you a feel for who we are, what we're all about, and why we are starting a podcast. And we're so glad you guys are here. Ready to get going, Robin? So ready. Let's do it. (laughs) So, Michael, why don't you start us out by telling our listeners a little bit about your background and about your journey? You know, Robin, my... As I tell the story, I always start out when I was really, really young. And one of my earliest memories was sitting around the kitchen table with my mom, and I remember looking at different editions of National Geographic magazine, and I was just, you know, so intrigued at, at five, six, seven years old. So, so interested in the the different people, the different colors, the different places that I saw in in this magazine. And so, I think that, you know, in many ways, this this sense of wanderlust that has been a, a permanent part of my life started back then. You know, I was looking at these magazines and. You know, and, I, and then as I got a little bit older, I was always that kid who, you know, instead of playing, you know, at that point, I mean, you know, I'm 42, right? So instead of playing Nintendo or whatever was cool to be playing back in, you know, the early 1980s, right? I was I was playing Where Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, right? I was just so interested in geography and cultures and people, and I remember like trying to learn how to spell Reykjavik, you know, because I was just such a different and weird, strange, you know, word for me. And like, what, what is Iceland all about? And the, you know, they're all Vikings. Right. And so, you know, I've just been so interested in, in, in the idea of travel since an early age. And one of the things that I always think back on, and, and it's, it's interesting how all of this sort of comes, has come full circle. But when I was a freshman in college, I was starting out and I knew, I knew that I wanted to study psychology or, you know, uh, cross-cultural anthropology or something like that, right? But my grandparents were, I was fortunate enough that they were paying for most of my college education, right? And so, but but they're very practical, right? And they were like, it's got to be business or engineering or science or math or something, right? Like this this psychology stuff, This uh, no, no, we're not paying you, you know, to, to, to go and, and, and screw around and, and study that stuff. And so I, I, I thought, well, the best way I can sort of put off those studies of business or whatever it is, is just to be an undecided, undeclared major. And so when you do that, they they give you, or at least they did at the time, this is back in 1996, right? So this career interest inventory test or whatever it was called. And I remember there was like 210 possible outcomes or areas of interest or careers to pursue or, or avoid or whatever. And the, the the three that came back the highest far and above everything else were international activities, travel and adventure, 
and adult education, you know, and adult and learning and things like that. And so you you fast forward to what we're up to now with Explore X, right? And it's like that's what it's about, right? So it had to be mm-hmm. nailed all the way back then. But it it took me, you know, 15 years or, or longer to really comprehend and wrap my head around what that was and what that meant and and really embrace that part of who I am and get into you know, the work that we're doing today. Right. Yeah. So you didn't grow up traveling from a young age that came later. Is that right? Yeah. You know, my first travel experience outside of the United States. So we'd done a lot of traveling domestically, you know, when I was younger, I had the good fortune of being able to travel all over the, most of the, the, the East coast of the U S with my family growing up. But my first international experience was when I was a junior in college and I went to Costa Rica and that was, for many reasons and in many ways, a, a real eye-opener for me. You know, I, I fell in love for the first time, right? I, I learned so much about the world and how blessed uh, I was, which I never knew before, right? And how much I had taken for granted and, and how little other people have and how they have to struggle in ways that I never, ever had to think about before, you know? But the, the highlight in a, in a strange way of that experience was... About halfway through, I was out uh, with my my roommate, and we're out for a run, and I got hit by a car, and just very lucky, very fortunate. I probably should have been killed, and I obviously wasn't, but that really woke me up. That shook me to my core, and what I realized as I was recovering from that, and it, even more, you know, uh, fortunately, my injuries were pretty minor. I had a broken finger and some some stitches and a couple scratches, and it it could have been significantly worse, but. But I remember sitting around, we went down to the beach as a group where I was there with 40 other students from the University of Delaware. And, and I remember grabbing my journal and while everyone was out doing surfing lessons and whatever that I couldn't do because I was still a little banged up, I was journaling. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I've been given a second chance here. And what is it? Like, what do I want to do with my life? And, what, and, it, and even then, again, going back to sort of that interest inventory as a freshman, it was very much about I need to find a way to combine my passion for travel and my passion for helping people. And I don't know what that looks like. And I'm going to continue to explore that. But one, I'm going to do that. And two, I'm going to stop messing around, right? And stop skating my way through college. And and I'm going to start living intentionally, living, living purposefully. And it's time to get going, right? It's, you know, life is too short and something that I came to learn all too well later on. But it, that was really the spark for me to say, okay, I need to start sort of living with much more purpose, intention, and, and power. And what was your journey after college? What did you get into? And was it immediately travel? Yeah, you know, it, it no. Um, <laughs> my first job out of college was actually working for a semiconductor manufacturing company. Uh, and it was as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> the, the funny part of that is I got fired six months into that job. Why? Because there was a buddy of mine that I, I that I'd met there and he was uh, planning a trip to Europe. And even though I never, of course, worked in the travel industry, I dreamed of going to Europe as well. And so we would stay late. We'd go grab a six-pack of beer. And then we'd start printing out on these big, huge, you know, five by eight, eight by 10 printers. Right? I mean, like massive wall size, po- you know, maps of Europe. And we'd throw them up on the wall, right? <laughs> and then just start mapping out this route through Europe. And, you know, what I, what I came to learn later was that those maps printing, that printing job was uh, not inexpensive. And so they figured out who the hell's printing these maps and this <laughs> stuff that's costing us hundreds of dollars. And they figured out it was me. And they're like, what are you doing? And anyway, long story short, I got fired for, for planning my buddy's trip, which I ended up going on. 
Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> but anyway, but then came back from that trip and actually started working at a college, which was really great because that was this uh, opportunity for me to, I was doing recruiting work. So I would travel around the U.S. and get uh, recruit students to come to this graduate school that I was working at in Philadelphia. And that was awesome because it was my first foray into helping people almost in a career counselor type role. You know, and what I became fascinated with was why sort of like, like I had made decisions about my career path based on, you know, what education I was going to get and what major I was going to study and things like that. You know, I ran into these students all the time. It was the College of Optometry in Pennsylvania. The Pen- mm-hmm. At the time, it was called the Pennsylvania College of Optometry. And I remember having these conversations with kids and they're just like, you know, yeah, I think I want to go to med school because my parents are doctors. And I remember thinking, but what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 what gets you up in the morning? What, what is most interesting and what lights your fire, you know? And, mm-hmm. and oftentimes they'd be like, oh, I want to study art or I want to, you know what I mean? And they'd go in different directions. And, and anyway, it was just interesting because that was my first chance to kind of get into that counselor, consulting, right. coaching type role with them. And I was hooked. Yeah, like, was that was awesome. your psychology every... void that you filled. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent coming out. So so anyway, did that and then and then moved to LA, got into grad school and studied organizational behavior and organizational psychology. Worked in organizational consulting, got into coaching for a couple of years, which was awesome and I love that. But that in that journey, in that that's where I came across you know, a lot of the concepts that are foundational to the work we're doing now, right? The hero's journey and Joseph Campbell's work and experiential learning and all kinds of other stuff. So and we, we can get into all that more later, but, but, but that's just sort of been my background and where I come from and how, how mm-hmm. I came to this place where we are now, where we're launching this podcast. Awesome. Well, yeah, I love your story and I can just so relate to your undecided major and having that like purgatory of what what am I doing with my life and just the different you, I feel like you've you've learned did you not like early on know what you wanted to do and, and the path that you wanted to take or No, I I certainly did not, but I mean it, it so puts things it puts things in perspective um talking to you and in comparison I guess I figured it out rather quickly. <laughs> um but yeah, I so I'm originally from the Seattle area and went to school at Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington. And I I really did not know what I wanted to do. So I majored in business management and it was just a kind Is that of a, like the, that's like the default, right? Everyone who doesn't know what they want to do, they study yeah. business, right? There's not like anyone who really wants to study business, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are people that that do want to, but I, yeah, I kind of defaulted to that because it was just a good generic degree to have, and then I could figure it out later what I actually wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, um, exactly. And it worked out well for me, and I'm glad I ended up doing that. And I, so I, I graduated with that degree. I still didn't quite know what direction I wanted to take. And um, I started working for a solar company actually in Bellingham called Western Solar. And I started to discover really what my path was at that point um, and just hone in on what what was um, inspiring to me and what was motivating and, and interesting to me. And I knew that I the reason I got into the solar industry in the first place is for the conservation focus and that I'm finding you know later in my career that just this underlying just this underlying drive for a conservation focused career whether it be in the solar industry or in travel like that's 
what I'm looking for. And so anyways, I was in the solar industry for a little bit and I was also interning on the side for an adventure guiding group out of Seattle, Cough Adventures, and also interning. Shout out, shout out to Mick. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that was a turning point for me for sure because I knew I knew I wanted to get into the outdoor adventure travel realm of some sort. And um, I I didn't quite know what that looked like, but um, with my experience with cough and then interning for another magazine in, in Bellingham um, Adventures Northwest magazine. And I just, I was starting to dabble in several different things to try and narrow it down. And did then, you, did you, let me ask you a question. Did you yeah. grow up traveling? Like, or where did this, oh, where yeah. this interest or passion for travel or conservation, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, great question. So I did grow up traveling. So my parents would take me um, on trips and my, I think I would say travel, even going back further is just kind of in my bloodstream. <laughs> uh, my yeah. grandparents on both sides of my family love to travel. And I just remember growing up and they would they would go travel somewhere and then they would bring back little treasures from their trips. And I would look at these things and just dream about the places that they had gone. And I think that's what sparked my wanderlust in the first place. Any one stand out in particular? Oh gosh. Yeah. They're, so they would bring back coins and just different currency from the different countries. And I was fascinated by that because, you know, there's little pictures on there and it would kind of like, I don't know, just show a little bit about like what, what that place was like. And so I had this coin collection from them and they brought this doll back. I remember this, they brought this doll back from Hungary, I believe it was. And it was the creepiest doll. Um, But, and I ended up- Is there any other kind? (laughs) It was just like this, I think it was like a porcelain like doll, but it was so creepy and it would just- you know, loom over me in my bedroom. <laughs> and I eventually had my parents. Nightmares. Yeah, nightmares, but it yeah. was also just like fascinating to me. Like, where did this come from? Like, what was their adventure like out there? And so that got me inspired from a young age. And and my parents would start to take me on trips. And we, I went to Europe and Mexico and kind of all over the place with them. And I was very fortunate to have those experiences. And so then when I went to college at Western, I studied abroad and I studied ecotourism in Australia and in Fiji one summer. And that was really... I I don't know. I mean, we've known each other for a while. I did not know. I did not know that you had done that. Yeah, I well, I, I guess no idea. Yeah, I think you knew that I had studied abroad, but maybe not that it was uh, ecotourism focused. But sure, sure, it just sounded interesting to me. And I mean, of course, going to Australia, um, ecotourism is a big deal there. And so that I think I I didn't know that that was just the start of my career in the travel industry, but I think it was and continued me down this path. But I think what really inspired me from that trip was staying with the homestay family in Fiji, actually. We spent most of our time in Australia, but I think what really stuck out to me was that experience I had in Fiji. And because it just, it was so out of my element, I felt like I was really gaining my independence and confidence as 
kind of, a, you know, an independent traveler now um, away from my family. And I was living in an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people. And those people became quickly became some really close kind of extended family. And I still am in touch with them to this day. And that, and just experiencing that really, I mean, I didn't go into travel right away after college, but I think that really set the foundation for me. So then, yeah, I went into the solar industry, but I knew that I wanted to do something. Ultimately, my true calling was in, in travel and that's really how it came about. Yeah. And it's, it's, I love that story. And it's, you know, so many folks that we talk to as, as colleagues so many folks that we talk to as travelers that come in and travel with us and plan their trips and, and all those things, they, they oftentimes they are looking for that calling. They're, they're trying to figure out what's next, right? They're trying to, they've been stuck in this cycle of like all this stuff that I should do. And I want to find that thing that lights my soul on fire and gets me going. Right. And sometimes mm -hmm. you can find that at home, but you know, as you and I have both experienced, it's, it's can be easier at times to find, that while you're traveling, while you're on the road, right? That mm -hmm. creates this space, this emotional, creative space. It disconnects you from all the stuff that's going on at home, mm -hmm. right? It allows you to sort of focus on being present, which is so difficult for most of us in our day-to-day -day lives and allows us while we're traveling to answer some of those critical questions, right? That, that we don't often take or have the time for at home, yeah. As yeah. such as what the hell am I doing with my life? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think just once you start traveling and that becomes more of a kind of common thing for you to be doing, it just kind of, it's like a, it's like a drug. You just have to do it because it's, I realized that when I was studying abroad, just that was where I got inspired. Like it gets you out of your routine. It shifts your perspectives and just makes you kind of a more well-rounded person with a clearer focus on what's important in life. And that I realized at that time that that made me a, a better, stronger individual and a partner and friend and, and community member back home. And, and that's ultimately the power of travel. A hundred percent. You know, we, we talk about this all the time, right? But the, one of the quotes that I love and I, I wish I knew who said it and I, I've looked for it and I can't find it, but it's that the only reliable source of action in our lives is how we see the world, right? It's how we see ourselves. And this is, this is what travel can do for us, right? It can do that for us if we embrace it, if we approach it the right way, is that it can help us see ourselves and see the world from new perspectives, right? Through new eyes. And when we're able to do that, right? If you believe this quote, that if the only reliable source of action in our lives is how we see the world is true, if you believe that to be true, then traveling when it shifts our perspectives and invites us to see ourselves in the world differently, it by default, right? By necessity, these new actions, these new behaviors, these new ways of being follow suit, right? And that's what that's what transformation, that's what life-changing travel is all about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So talk a little bit more, Michael, maybe about how how you started to blend those two worlds of of psychology and of travel and and how yeah. Explorer X really came to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was I mentioned before I had studied organizational behavior and organizational psychology and 
and and that was and I was you know introduced to the work of Joseph Campbell and others uh, back when I was in grad school. I was working on my doctorate in education, um, and my research actually ended up focusing on my dissertation was um, on uh, experiential learning in adults as a result of adventure travel experiences. Um, yeah, I think it was technically called an exploration of transformational learning yeah, in adults as a result of adventure travel experiences. The longest <laughs> title, the title in the history of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But specifically, I was actually there was a, a particular event that that sparked that. Besides just my interest, I was traveling. I was um, with a buddy of mine, and he's from Germany. He was actually my roommate. So when I was in grad school, I, I studied in Copenhagen for a semester, and you know, fell fell in love with everything Danish. Um, <laughs> And, but one of my roommates was this guy, Andy from Germany, and he and I became fast, fast friends. He's still one of my closest friends in the world to this day. After, you know, after study abroad, we returned home, him, he to Germany and, and I came back to LA, but we, we stayed in touch and we, we would visit each other every year. And so one of these trips that I was visiting him in Germany, it was, it was September or October. And I remember we took a road trip for a few days. We went down into Austria and we were hiking around the Austrian Alps and he was dealing with some career slash existential questions trying to figure out which direction to go and he was finally graduating from his graduate program and did he want to take one job or the other job do you want to move here or there and just wrestling with a lot of stuff and you know as we were traveling and, and hiking and talking and walking and you know we had these really great powerful conversations and it it struck me in that moment as i said earlier that those are conversations that could have been had at home but weren't right and, and the insights and the clarity that he was experiencing while he was traveling w- was profound. And it, it, that changed his direction. He, he made decisions on that trip that have led him to where he is today. And he looks back and, and remembers very fondly that that was like a really powerful catalytic moment for his life and his career. But it was getting the clarity through those conversations that we had while traveling. So and that, of course, I was bringing all this coaching and all these other things that I, psychology that I've been so curious about. All right. And so it was, I got home from that trip and I was telling my, my mentor, who was also my boss, who ended up being my dissertation chair. I was telling Daphne, is her name, about that. And she's like, well, why don't you combine those two? Why do you study? You're learning about mm-hmm. experiential learning. What's more experiential than travel? Right. Go and study how travel is the ultimate experiential learning tool. And I was like, you know, poof two by four across the head. I'm like, obviously like that makes tons of sense. So, so that's, that's how I got into it. And so uh, that was my dissertation. And then just as I was wrapping that up, Robin, I, uh, my dad got, got sick with cancer very, very fast, passed away within a few months of his initial Mm -hmm. diagnosis. And so, you know, and that was literally like two months or three months before my final defense of my dissertation. And it was, I was also working a job at the time that I had, I realized later that I'd been going through the motions. It wasn't that the the organizational development world was not something that I was passionate about anymore because I'd seen this star in the sky of travel and psychology and experiential mm-hmm. learning and what and my was, you know, you talk about being, you know, your soul is on fire and everything being lit up. Like that was, that's all I could think about was like, I want to do that work. Mm-hmm. So all the other stuff that I was doing just felt bland to me. And so when my dad passed away, I was like, all right, I'm, you know what? I've, I've been um, fortunate enough to get paid well, to save up some money. I'm going to take a year or two and I'm going to just dive into this, right? And see what I can do and just start, start, throw myself into the travel industry, not knowing anybody really, mm-hmm. and just go for it. And, you know, through a th- series of fortuitous 
turns and meetings and events and things like that. Uh, met a bunch of people. Eventually met Jake Hoppert, who's our co-founder at ExplorerX, co-founder of the Transformational Travel Council. And we met at a conference in Ireland. And I remember sitting around, you know, uh, so cliche, but we were having a, a couple Guinnesses together and just chatting about like, where's travel going? Like, what's what's next, right? What's beyond, you know, adventure travel? What's beyond even experiential travel? And we got to this idea of transformational travel, right? It's like, it's this idea of bringing more mindfulness, bringing intentionality, bringing purpose to your experiences so that if you know that you want to create change in your life, travel is the best way to do it. And we're going to support the hell out of people in doing that. Mm -hmm. And so those conversations with Jake back in 2014 really sparked a lot and it sparked a friendship, right? And a real, real brotherhood between Jake and I back then. And anyway, fast forward, I, I had launched Muddy Shoe Adventures, which is my first travel company. Jake had his travel company, the Evergreen Escapes, and skipping through a bunch of chapters that hmm. we can get well, into later. Well, you and I met along the way when you were at Muddy Shoe. We did. Yeah. We did. We did. And I we was did. working for uh, a different travel company at the time, but... Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I was trying to get a job for that travel company at that travel company at the time. <laughs> I had run out of money. What you were my, doing, huh? <laughs> I had run out of money at, at Muddy Shoe, so I was like, "Hey, I need somebody to fund my dream here." What do you got? <laughs> I see. Um, I see. Um, but uh, anyway, so Jake and I met, and, and 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 over the years developed this really beautiful friendship, and and decided eventually in 2017 to launch a company that was focused exclusively on providing these life-changing, if you want to use the term, transformational travel experiences for people. So that's where ExplorerX came from, this, this passion for providing and combining those two worlds of psychology and education with travel and adventure. So yeah, and, then, and, and you know, not to make this an infomercial, people want to hear about the podcast and, and, and all of that stuff, but I will just say that if you're new to ExplorerX, our mission is to help people travel better and, and, and ultimately live better. Uh, that's the philosophy that, that we live. That's the mission that we that we breathe every day. We focus so much on this combination of ancient wisdom, you know, modern science, and practical tools. Right. One of the big things that we hear a lot from people that are looking for these life changing experiences, but is that but can't quite seem to put their finger on how to make that happen. Is it a lot of it, it's theory? It's a lot of it philosophy. Right, but it's not grounded. It's like, okay, that's great that I know I want to do this, but how the hell do I actually make that happen? You know, and so what we're really trying to do is provide them with tools, resources, access to our we have an incredible team of coaches, right, that we've put together that are running not only one-on-one coaching opportunities, but workshops and courses and all kinds of other opportunities that that not only again help our people, help our community, right? And the ultimately we are a community of travelers at ExplorerX, right? That's how we see this as one big family is to help people travel better, travel deeper, travel with more curiosity and openness and mindfulness, right? But all of that, and this is the key, and this is what makes us different, right? All of that is in service of helping people live better, mm-hmm. helping you come home, find that passion, find that spark, figure out what you want to do, find the courage, the clarity, and the confidence to take action, and then to go and do it, right? And understand that it's not, you know, I say this often, and people will hear me say this over and over and over again here, it's not about the big changes. It's not about quitting your job, ending your relationship, shaving your head, moving into Nepal, starting a nonprofit, and becoming a Buddhist monk, right? It's about small, small, but powerful and incremental changes you can make in your life that will have an impact on your life and an impact on those around you. So, so much of what we do is about, again, not just travel, but providing tools, resources, 
knowledge, wisdom, information about how to live that better life when you get home as a result of your travel experiences. I just love it. I resonate so strongly with all of this and that's just why I'm a part of the team. And it just, it blends my passions too of just foundational, um, just overall health and with our love of travel and, and being better members of our community. So it's, yeah, it's you just, had said something early on, Robin, earlier, just a few minutes ago, but that, you know, you sort of became addicted to travel, right? This travel mm-hmm, bug mm-hmm. had bitten you. And one of the things that I talk a lot about with colleagues and, and, and our clients, right? Our travelers, our community is, I, I don't think people are addicted to travel mm. per se. I think what they're addicted to, and to use that term, is this process of learning and growth and becoming that they experience as a result of travel. Yes. And when you go and you go to Iceland or Mongolia or Australia or wherever you go, and you have these incredible experiences and meet all of these different people and hear their their ways of life and their perspectives and ideas and belief, all this stuff, right? Like you can't help but but to be you know inspired, uh, to be impacted by that, right? To to take time to think about like, well who am I and what does this mean? And like reflective mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And that inevitably, if you, again, if you do it mindfully, it leads to growth and learning, right? And that becomes t- intoxicating. Yeah. I think what we're, in my, in my in my humble little opinion is that what we're addicted to is that learning and growth, not so much about moving from point A to point B, but what happens while we're in point B that we can bring back to point A Absolutely. and live more powerfully. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that's a great perspective on it. Yeah, we're addicted to that, the outcomes of what travel does for us in our lives. So Robin, we, we talk about the travel bug and, and unfortunately because of what's going on with this pandemic and COVID-19, most of us aren't able to travel now and we're sort of left longing and dreaming for and about the day when we can hit the road again. So so where did where did wisdom and wanderlust come in, and how did this begin to sort of scratch that itch for people that couldn't travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when COVID hit, we really had to we had to stop what we were doing, and we were it forced us to kind of step back and and think about ways we could really get creative during this really strange time. And wisdom and wanderlust was one of the um, things that was born out of that. And I would say one of the many silver linings um, of COVID. And so this was wisdom and wanderlust was started as a webinar series, a weekly webinar series back in June. And it's just turned into such a success and we ended up having 26 episodes and now we're turning it into a podcast. It evolved as just a way to keep people connected with us and us to our partners around the world um, during COVID while people aren't able to travel and, and be with each other in person. We were able to still get together and share stories and keep each other inspired virtually. Yeah, Robin, we've had so many awesome conversations with people, you know, our friends and colleagues and, you know, partners around the world, sharing everything about their destination to sharing awesome stories of inspiration and, and adventure and challenge and, and how they people have been able to overcome and learn from this. Yeah, and that that's what we have in store for people that are listening to this. It's really about having conversations with folks 
who have something to share, have a story to tell. They want to share their wisdom. They want to share their sense of wonder, lust. They want to get you excited and inspired to get out there and travel and travel better. And so, you know, whether it's folks that are, again, our destination experts and colleagues and friends of ours in, in far-flung parts of the world, or whether it's folks that are more focused on the inner journey, right? How to create these energetic foundations that we talk about all the time, right? How to focus on our big three priorities of energy, work, and love, right? Anything related to the hero's journey, all of this inner journey work, right? That's what this podcast is about, right? It's about combining and and merging these these outer journey and inner journey worlds into one beautiful opportunity for people to not only travel better, but as we always say, to live better and to live a more fulfilling and more mindful life. So with that, Robin, I'm going to ask you one more question that we can get wrapped up here. Um, What is it that you're most looking forward to as we embark on this journey together? Mm. I would say I'm looking forward to kind of the unknown. I never imagined that this Wisdom and Wanderlust, just a weekly little webinar we were doing at Explorer X, would turn into a podcast and reaching people all over the world. And so I'm just, I'm more, most excited about just connecting with more people from around the world through this. And what about you? What would you say you're most excited about? Yeah, n- not, not dissimilarly. I, I think. You know, from all the all the webinars that we've done, right? I've learned, I've learned so much from all of the people that we've had on as guests. So I think there's two things. One is to continuing to continue my my learning and growth and, and evolution uh, as a result of of these people that we have an opportunity to speak with. But it's also about building the community, right? Connecting with travelers and 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 being able to share and use this podcast as a way to connect with people and inspire them whether they travel with explorex or not right but to build that community of travelers and that mindset right to to get people to embrace this idea that travel is about the inner journey as much as it is about the outer journey and and whether they're booking trips with explorex or not you can approach it differently right you can engage with it differently right you can use travel to create change in your life in your community and ultimately in the world. So that's, it's a, it's a lofty goal, but, but that's, that's, that's what I'm aiming for, Robin. Awesome. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you back here next time for Wisdom and Wanderlust. Wanderlust.